to another episode of the Self-Development Factory Podcast. Um, today we are probably going to go ahead with Radical Acceptance, um, the uh, book notes. I do not really want to call it a summary because it is quite not. Um, yeah, rather book notes. Is there some? Yeah. Some coffee left for me. Amazing. Nice. Um, today is a bit of a fucked up day. I have to work from 1 to 9 p.m. Um, not amazing, not that great since it is just really fucking with uh, my time management in the sense of, I mean, I just do not want to uh, take my fucking heavy computer with me. And um, yeah, therefore I have to see whether I can do some work for uni there. But um, yeah, anyway, this is not today's topic because today's topic, of course, is um let me see and let me find it where is it where is it where is it um radical acceptance by <laughs> tara brock i think it is um i never ever know i can actually search there radical acceptance by tara brock there we go once again by the kevin or calvinrossa.com site um, and I'm also gonna show you no go away so there we are uh, we went through um, many things up to I think indeed an essential question and fully experiencing your emotions is the one that I did not go through then I think, no, it was on Buddhism. Yes, uh, because it was a long one and I didn't want to do it. So on Buddhism, this was his first noble truth. Suffering or discontent is universal and fully recognizing its existence is the first step on a path of awakening. During his all-night vigil, the Buddha looked deeply into his own suffering. His amazing insight was that all suffering or dissatisfaction arises from a mistaken understanding that we are a separate and distinct self. This perception of, quote-unquote, selfness imprisons us in endless rounds of craving and aversion. When our sense of being is confined in this way, we have forgotten the loving awareness that is our essence and that connects us with all of life. Everyone, in one way, shape or form, is suffering. Suffering is inherent to the human condition. The Buddha recognized that this suffering stems from being trapped in our sense of self and forgetting that we are connected to all that exists in this world. And there's another quote. So when he said craving causes suffering, he was referring to, he was referring not to, our natural inclination as living beings to have wants and needs, but to our habits of clinging to experiences that must, by nature, pass away. Yes, um, some things just pass. Some things just just go away. And I think the older we get, the more we are okay with that. Um, I think when you're very, very young, you tend not to <laughs> to really like change. Change in the sense of I mean, someone's death, um, the most extreme example, but also, I mean, uh, breakups, love relationships that are just ending. And, uh, you know, sometimes you can't just do anything about it. Um, it might leave you in doubt whether 
you have done your best, whether you have done something wrong, whether you have, you know, could have done better. But um, in German, we say hätte, hätte, Fahrradkette, which means, uh, <laughs> I mean, who knows? Who knows what would have happened? Uh, and if I did this and that and the other thing, you know, maybe I would have died. Who knows? You know, uh, altering the past can lead to really, um, theoretically speaking, I mean, you know, time traveling is not a thing yet, um, but can really lead to a lot of fucked up things. And this is definitely something to keep in mind and definitely something to think about. Like, um, whatever happened, whatever you did or did not do, um, maybe it is good in this way. You know, maybe it is good that you are in this position that you are in at this point of time, because who knows what would have happened. A common misconception about Buddhism is that the goal is to eliminate the craving that causes suffering. But the reality is that desires will always exist, they cannot be eliminated. However, through accepting the fleeting nature of all things and experiences, we can better relate to our desires and in doing so, we will suffer less. And there is a quote again, while desire naturally arises again, the wisdom of seeing that everything passes is liberating. Observing desire without acting on it enlarges our freedom to choose how we live. Everything passes. Once you genuinely accept this reality, your life will feel lighter. Um, I think lighter in a sense of, for whatever reasons, human beings are just always, quite always, uh, focusing on the bad. Why we are doing this, you know, there might be some evolutionary reasonings, there might be some some facts and, and whatever. But when you're thinking about the good things, they are also going to pass. You know, they're also not going to be there forever. And um, I believe that it is incredibly important also to keep that in mind, that whatever good is happening, whatever good situation that you're finding yourself in, you know, whether it is a loved one that you're so glad for having, whether it is, um, you know, maybe even the shitty job that you're having, but you're still having a job, you're still able to support yourself and your loved ones. Um, theoretically, there are a lot of things to be happy about and a lot of things to be grateful for. Um, whether we are doing this or not is, is, is very difficult. And I see that and I feel that as well. And I would say everybody's feeling that, you know, all of the fucking self-development gurus uh, quote unquote, <laughs> they probably are feeling that, you know, especially also because um, money tends to really, uh, you know, not, not actually uncover one's real personality, but um, people say that it, it does exaggerate it. You know, you, you are more of you and, you know, when you are a shitty person, you're more of a shitty person. So, yeah. <laughs> The trance of unworthiness. Perhaps the biggest tragedy in our lives is that freedom is possible, yet we can pass our years trapped in the same old patterns. Entangled in a trance of unworthiness, we grow accustomed to changing ourselves in with self-judgment and anxiety, with restlessness and dissatisfaction. Like Mohini, we grow in Capable, yes, incapable of accessing the freedom and peace that are our bright right. 
Yes, bright right, of course, of, of course, birthright. We may want to love other people without holding back to feel authentic, to breathe in the beauty around us, to dance and sing, yet each day we listen to inner voices that keep our lives small. Even if we were to win millions of dollars in the lottery or marry the perfect person, as long as we feel not enough, we won't be able to enjoy the possibilities before us. In every moment, joy and freedom are possible, but many of us get caught up in habitual thinking patterns that prevent us from feeling the many joys of life. Instead of being grateful for a pay raise, we complain and think we deserve more. Instead of accepting ourselves as imperfect beings, doing our best, we criticize ourselves for making small mistakes until we learn to accept ourselves and our experience, we stay in the trance of unworthiness. Yeah, um, <laughs> I once again want to underline, I think this is more or less a workbook than it is a solution for things. Um, at this point, at this point, I feel like that it is pointing out things that people already know, um, you know, maybe should know better, uh, should should be uh, reminded of. But um, I would say that, well, what would I say? I would say um, it is still difficult and it is a practice. Um, probably a daily practice, probably an every lifetime, hour, second, whatever practice. It is not easy to see the good. It is not easy to focus on the good, on what we're having versus what we are not having, um, changing our thought patterns, changing the way we see the world, essentially. This is not easy. It really isn't. And uh, the concept is easy uh, and or simple, but the task of doing so is definitely not easy. An essential question. What would it be like if I could accept life, accept this moment exactly as it is? Instead of complaining about your experience or rejecting what you're feeling, what if you accept the moment for what it is? What if you stopped thinking about all of the ways in which the moment could be better? What if you stopped resisting your reality? When you give up your resistance, you open yourself to the joy, freedom and possibility that exists in every moment. And with that being said, I'm going to end the episode there. I hope that I've been able to um, really shortly um, point out certain ideas, certain things and all that the book was able to show you something, point out something, underline something. Uh, and I'm hopefully going to see you the next time. So 